Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, the Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, March 25th, 2022, and today we're reading from the big book, and we are in the first page of the doctor's opinion on page XXV, and we'll be reading the fourth paragraph in the course of his third treatment, ending with over 100 others appear to have recovered, reading that one paragraph only. And today's readers are, thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Tenzin P, for the 12 traditions, Janice PM, and reading the text are Anne-Marie M, Betsy, and Betsy G. The newcomer greeter is Loretta M, and the host of the second hour is Betsy H. The reference numbers for Thursday, March 24th, 2022, 7 a.m. meeting is 18,730. That's 18730. And for the 10 a.m. meeting is 18,731. That's 18731. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous. It's a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tenzin P to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from uh, New York. Uh, Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenzin. I will now ask Janice PM to read the 12 traditions. And thank you, Katie F. This is Janice uh, PM, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. These are the 12 steps of the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise unless problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Janice. Thank you for stepping up. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. 
to share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book, and we're on the first page of the doctor's opinion, page XXV, the fourth paragraph, in the course of his third treatment, um, reading just that one paragraph, ending with 100 others appear to have recovered. And I will ask Anne-Marie M. to begin reading. Good morning, Katie and everyone. My name is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater through God's grace. In the course of his third treatment, he acquired certain ideas concerning a possible means of recovery. As part of his rehabilitation, he commenced to present his conceptions to other alcoholics, impressing upon them that they must do likewise with still others. This has become the basis of a rapidly growing fellowship of these men and their families. This man and over 100 others appeared to have recovered. Again, Amory um, M. Uh, recovered through God's grace. And so grateful for this paragraph. Right from the very beginning, they talk about helping other people. Being other-centered is the key for my recovery because selfishness and self-centeredness was the root of my problem. So I love that they, that the doctor, um, you know, they, the people who wrote the book didn't put this in, but the doctor sees the importance of mentioning that Bill, you know, they're talking about Bill here, um, found that uh, talking with another alcoholic would help him stay sober. And throughout the book, and in the, in the following chapters, on page um, 14, I think it is, yes, of Bill's story, um, he writes that, um, I was not too well at the time and was plagued by waves of self-pity and resentment. I get that way when I am thinking about myself, believe me. Um, this sometimes nearly drove me back to drink, Bill writes. But I soon found that when all other measures failed, work with another alcoholic would save the day. I find that also when I'm working with someone else. You know, when after I've done a 10-step and I, you know, talk to someone else about my part, it's really very, very important for me to call someone else. Not mention what I was just, that just troubled me, but ask about how they're doing, reaching out to another uh, compulsive overeater. And um, on page 18 of There is a Solution, but the ex-problem drinker who has found the solution, who is probably armed with facts about himself, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. Again, they're showing us that we must help other alcoholics. And then, of course, in more about alcoholism, you know, they talk with Jim and with Jim, you know, he goes back out and they, they go over with him what happened. So the importance, I, I think the, what I got out of this paragraph is the importance of me helping other alcoholics and passing that on to sponsees. And I often, when I take people through the big book and I, we start on this page, I tell them that 
I'm going through this. I'm spending my time with you to get you through the steps so that you can get recovered so that you too can pass this on to someone else. And there's a must here um, in this paragraph. You know, some people say there's no must in the big book. Um, I've already seen two on this page. Um, As part of his rehabilitation, he commenced to present this conception to others and pressing upon them that they must do like like wise with still other alcoholics. So the importance of doing a 12-step is presented right from the beginning of this book and throughout each of the chapters. There's mention of being of service to other people. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Anne-Marie M., for getting us started. We're on in the doctor's, doctor's opinion on page XXV, the fourth paragraph in the course of his third treatment. So although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience. Who would like to share on this? Charles H. Jean S. Jean Jean Anna W. From Utah. Jen A. Janice P.M. Christina L. Okay. Uh, let's see. This is who Linda I heard. Okay, this is who I heard. Thank you, Linda. Okay, I heard Charles H., Jean, Anna, Barbara, Jen A., Janice P.M., Christina L., and Linda D. Um, is that correct? Is there anybody I've missed? Nicole O., Cheryl A., Ginger C., Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I'm really messing up on these initials, but um, let me just read that one more time. Charles H. Jean Anna. I'm not sure who. Barbara E. G- Jen A. Janice P. M. Christina L. Linda D. Nicole O. I believe Cheryl Nicole A. O. And Ginger C. Yes, Nicole O. Nicole O, Cheryl A, and Ginger C. Okay, Charles, go ahead, followed by Jean. Thank you very much, Katie, for your service. Charles H., I'm a recovery compulsive overeater. You know, I want to drill down where it says, as part of his rehabilitation, he commenced. You know, most times on the line, people sound like they got it all together. I know, I know, I know. Those are the worst two words or three words, whatever it is. Or compulsive overeater. No, we do this because we must do this. In order to be the message, I need to carry the message. You know, like I always hear from my, 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 my God squad. You know, yeah, we work the steps like our hair's on fire. We don't retain it unless we teach it. This is this is helping me. This is not an ego trip. This is not, I'm such a recovered compulsive overeater. What is a 10 step? I'm so recovered. No, I need to help the sick. Because I am the sick. I heard from one of the originals on this line, God uses broken people like me and you to help broken people like me and you. We ain't all that. I'm here because I'm not all there. This is the same thing with Bill W. Don't, don't catch no feelings when you hear somebody that has something that I ain't got or you ain't got. Because guess what? Follow one, I turn into a pumpkin every single day. But as part of my rehabilitation, I commence, and I think it's, it's, it's great to note that, you know, the conceptions would 
you know, uh, manifest and become the step. Remember, this is 1934 we're talking about. You know, you want to be a historian? Study the book. Study the book. You, you know, you could go online so much websites to be a historian. You don't know what these historians go through. And I'm just sick and tired of people taking shots at them. Because believe me, you don't want that smoke from me. Because I'm a defender. This ain't, this ain't no popularity contest. This is life and death. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Charles. Okay, Jean, you're up, followed by Anna. Hello, this is Jean S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Utah. And um, I'm hearing the word recovery uh, in this paragraph first, um, in the very first sentence, and then it's concluding as recovered. And I've been coming to A Vision for You since May of last year, really OA since then. And since then, I've been to a different program, you know, face-to-face, um, and all two, two different ones. And no one ever calls themselves recovered. And um, I am calling myself a recovered compulsive overeater. And, and I agree it's a day-by-day process. And I've gone through the steps, which I'm so grateful for. Had a fabulous sponsor who helped me so much. Um, and the main thing that I've realized through all of this is that I'm recovered by God's grace and the God of my own understanding, and that I can go to my God um, to walk with me in this challenge, you know, with the challenge of food, and 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 it not feel like a challenge so much anymore, because. This book is a book of recovery, and I'm so grateful to have found this meeting right off, right away, um, because the power's in the book and the power's in the God of my own understanding, and so I just, I, I'm just grateful, and grateful to have this opportunity to share. Um, yeah, so I'll say I'll pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Jean S. Okay, Anna, you're up, followed by Barbara E. Hey, good morning. This is Anna W. from Florida. Um, I am in recovery. Today is day 46 or 47, and last night was pretty rough for me. I had a lot of food thoughts, but what comes up for me in this is how, first of all, the third treatment, the course of this third treatment, and I underlined some other things here uh, concerning a possible means of recovery appeared to be a, to have recovered. And the way that I internalize this is that, and with this fellowship, is that in these tough moments like I had last night, I have to go back to these short paragraphs. I have to go back to the book. And what does it say? the fellowship, the fellowship, the fellowship, and get with God and um, and use what I know, what is going to help me. And um, I did get on the line, and I spoke to somebody who honestly pulled me from the, the clutches of really wanting to go full on into the food. And I feel so much better today, and I'm grateful for that. But this paragraph reminds me that I need to have faith in this program in the days that are going to be easy and smooth sailing 
and the moments that are going to be really, really tough. And this fellowship, I have learned, you know, not just in the, the course of the third treatment, I've had <laughs> how many times, countless iterations of of this for me in multiple relapses, is that this fellowship is really, really important and helping others. And so when I get help, um, it is now my job because I got massive help last night that I'm so grateful for. It's now my job today to give help to another and then another. And it was really important for me to get on the meeting today and sit down fast and look at the reading and also to pipe up quickly and share. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Anna W. And Barbara E, you're up, followed by Jen A. Barbara, we can't hear you. Okay, I thought I heard Barbara E. Um, maybe not. Go ahead, Jen, followed by Janice PM, and then we'll see if Barbara's out there. Okay. Sorry, did Barbara get okay. on, Katie? I just was unmuting. No, she did not. Go ahead, okay. Jen. Perfect. Thanks. Hi, good morning. Thanks, Katie. This is Jen A. I'm recovered here in Colorado, recovered how? By God's grace and mercy. And what I love about um, this paragraph, and I'm just going to um, head back up to the top of the last paragraph because it's really important um, for me when I look at it, is that at the end of the paragraph, we're talking about the doctor's opinion and what he saw in this, in this drunk, this alcoholic, that he was hopeless. That was me. So this, this paragraph gives me um, an indication of, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, Jen, perhaps you will have this experience and you will be, quote, unquote, at the end, what? This man and over 100 others appeared to have recovered. So I go from the top of the last paragraph, hopeless. There's no way I can change. You know, I'm in trouble. I'm done. I'm doomed. My life is not going to get any better to have recovered. And that is possible. And we do hear it on the lines today. And, you know, I like the doctor because he's, he's realistic. Nobody comes to Overeaters Anonymous and bibbidi-bobbidi-boo gets recovered and stays recovered, right? It said his third treatment, he acquired certain ideas. I didn't start just sitting in meetings, walk out and go, oh, I'm going to get a food plan. I'm going to put the food down and I'm going to be recovered too. No, it takes time. This is a self-discovering program. You know, I have the doctor to help me out. He's going to tell me what the medical estimate says. He's going to tell me I have an allergy of the body. He's going to say, you have a twist in your mind too. Oh, and by the way, later on, you're going to find out in this book that you have a hole deep down in your soul. You know, that's God. That's missing. That's the spiritual malady feature, you know, that's broken inside of you, Jennifer. Um, and then it says, you know, he commenced to present his conceptions to other alcoholics. Well, what were the conceptions? What were the ideas? You know, at the time it was the Oxford Group Movement. For today, today it's the steps for me. I have one through 12 that I live on a daily basis. That's what keeps me sane. That's what keeps me sober. I give it away to others. The fellowship grows. Families are restored. Thank you, God, that mine is, right? It's, it's getting restored. It's not always perfect. And, you know, this paragraph just gives me hope, from hopeless to recovered. And, I, you know, I, I, I will just say this. Hopeless for me, um, 
was misery. I was miserable. Recovered means that I've been saved from a loss and I've been restored to a useful position, right? I'm restored to usefulness today. I never knew I could be useful at work, in my household, in a relationship with my children. Never. I didn't think that would happen. Not at all. So I'm so glad that today, you know, God has changed me and rearranged me. That's what this program has done for me. Yeah, the compulsive overeating, it's gone. The anorexia, the bulimia. I haven't thrown up in four and a half years. Um, You know, I don't starve myself anymore. I'm not drinking potions and taking pills. Thank you, God, that that's been lifted because the focus is no longer on me. It's on others, and that's what's been so beautifully stated. So thank you for the doctor who imperfectly, you know, tells his story and tells his quote-unquote opinion here. And we know that he knows he's powerless, too, because he can drive Time, the, the drunk. Thanks. He can drive the drunk out, but he can't keep him sober. So I'm just glad for all this information that we're getting in here. And I'm glad that I went from a hopeless state to a recovered state today. And so I'll just keep living the steps. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Okay, Barbara E., are you there? Did you want to speak? Or otherwise, we'll call on Janice P.M. Okay, go ahead, Janice, followed by Chris L. Christina okay. L. Okay, thank you, Katie. You can hear me, right? Because I'm, I'm uh, yeah. yes, okay. Thank you so much. My name is Janice PM, and I'm from Massachusetts, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Oh, I don't know how I can follow these beautiful shares, but um, I'll just share my experience. And in this chapter, we are listening and we are reading to a doctor who specializes, as we've read, he specializes in this treatment uh, and discovery. Because, you know, in those days, 1935, 34, 39, before this was written, you know, an uh, an alcoholic um, was considered to be more or less insane, and they were put in in asylums. I wasn't here yesterday, so I hope I'm not repeating. Um, And they had little hope like was mentioned, for recovery. However, you know, this doctor could could do some things, but he couldn't do everything for recovery. Um, And he had this uh, patient, we know is is, uh, Bill, and um, he came in and after his treatment, like was said, he had an idea. He found, I mean, he had to be inspired (laughs) because he was a drunk. But he used and he had this idea of the of the path to recovery, and this was the path to you know that he would pass this on this message, this solution that that he found that he, uh, the solution to get recovered so I wouldn't have that obsession day in and day out. What am I going to eat today? What am I going to do today? Oh, I'm having a, 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 a medical procedure. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Ba, ba, ba. You know how I, I mean, I don't know, you don't know how I think, but I know how we think. Um, and this is how I thought. Well, he found the path, like was said, to another group or to the intervention of God. And when God, my higher power, gave me this recovery as the result of working the step, which was the action of recovery. Then he gave it to me 
so that I could pass it on. He didn't give it to me just for me and stop. I have to pass it on. And this is what Bill did. And this is the, the, the beginning of sponsorship. He passed the message of recovery on. And it started with um, a rapidly growing fellowship. It started with 100 recovered. Oh, thank God. Because there was no hope for these men. But he found, he gave this, uh, this uh, praise for the spiritual remedy. And this is what happened. Uh, uh, he, uh, they united together. And uh, imagine having a, a patient being allowed to tell other patients what the path of recovery time, was. And I will pass at this time. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Janice. Okay, Christina L., you're up, followed by Linda D. Good morning, Katie. Thanks so much for your service and everyone on the line. Um, this is Christina L., recovered compulsive overeater in Safety Harbor, Florida. And um, he must do likewise with still others. And that was something that I did not get when I first came into program and stuff. I didn't understand that um, service was passing on what I had learned to other compulsive overeaters. And I continued to try to pass it on in the way that I wanted to pass it on because that was more comfortable for me. But I had to start somewhere, thank God. Um, I have the message today and I understand it and I know that it really, really works because I too was like completely hopeless. And even though a doctor didn't um, diagnose me this that way, I had diagnosed myself and actually put it in an email to um, a family member that, you know, I was hopeless. And, um, you know, today um, sometimes I can still be hopeless. Um, because I only have like a daily reprieve and as long as I'm, you know, doing this work, staying in these steps, 10, 11, and 12, not doing the service that I think that I want to do. Um, my biggest thing was before when I first came in, I was like trying to, um, be of service. You know, they wanted me on committees. They wanted me doing service at the workshop, whatever it was, which was all fine and good, but, you know, it really took me away from the steps. Um, it took me away from the work that needed to be done in order for me to be of maximum service to others. And I just remember, like, sponsors telling me, you need to get out of yourself, get out of yourself, get out of yourself, get out of yourself, call a newcomer, um, you know, work with another sponsee. And today, that's that has become like my solution. If I start to feel like there's something going on where I'm trying to control, fix, and manage what's going on in my life, it's like I need to pick up another sponsee because because I've got too much time on my hands, <laughs> and um, which seems completely counterintuitive, um, but for some reason it always works. I don't understand it. I don't need to understand it, just like I didn't understand how it worked with the food. But all I know is today it keeps me um, sane, useful, and recovered, at least for this day today. And um, very grateful for this program. Very grateful for everybody shares. I've gotten a lot from it. And with that, I'll pass. Have a great day. Thank you, Christina L. Linda D., you're up, followed by Nicole O. 
Good morning, Katie. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I'm thrilled to be here. What else would I do if I want to heal? They're talking about, uh, and I'm recovered. I didn't say that. I never even heard of that word at the beginning. I've been here a long time. So um, what do I gather from what I've read and what I've heard, which was wonderful? I sure as heck need all of you. Uh, Bill Wilson received a white light experience of God. Um, Dr. Bob already believed in God, but separate from each other, they couldn't um, empower themselves. The thing that empowered them happened. The God that empowered them happened for for their practical uh, application by working together. This um, means to me that um, today and every day, if I live these steps with all of you, with my heart, I can leave this shattered condition, this hopeless, horrible, hideous condition and be a full, whole human being. And of course, it takes day by day work. And it's hard. It is, um, someone said, uh, I wrote it down, surrender after surrender. By God, it works. By God, it works. I didn't even know God was real. So if you know God is real, but you don't know how to work it, Or if you don't know and you don't know how to work it, this is the place to come to. I'm here today, and my life is unfolding miraculously, beautifully, but it's hard. And then it's easy, and then it's hard. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Linda. Okay, Nicole O., you're up, followed by Cheryl A., I actually decided to pass. Thank you. Okay. Cheryl A., you're up, followed by Ginger C. Cheryl A., star one to unmute. Okay. How about Ginger? Are you there? Okay. Come on, Katie, can you hear me? Now I can. There you are, Cheryl. Okay. Okay. I got lost somewhere, somewhere. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm back. Um, Hi, this is Cheryl, a recovered compulsive overeater in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Um, I loved what I think Jen had said earlier related to we end the last paragraph with hopeless and we end this paragraph with recovered. And the other thing about and the way this paragraph ends is that it says that this man and over 100 others appear to have recovered, almost as if the book is saying, like, it appears that they recovered. Like, it's kind of a shock, <laughs> which it is because they were just, we just learned that we're hopeless. And yet there's this 
amazing process, these, po- these, these possible means of recovery, these certain ideas that Bill developed that, uh, and acquired, not in his first, not in his second, but over this process of time where he learned, oh, my gosh, this, this can save me. And then it says that we have, we must, not we have to, we must, we must impress upon this with others. And it's, it's partly because it helps to treat the selfishness and self-centeredness that I have um, inherently within me as an addict. But it really is a lot about being able to remember who I am on a daily basis because, gosh, the part of this disease that tells me, I've been in program 34 years, and the part of the disease that will still tell me if I rest on my laurels, maybe I can pick up today. Maybe I can actually, maybe I'm, I'm okay today. But the part of this disease that, that, that um, puts me into those mental blank spots, if I don't have my fellowship with you all and I don't teach these ideas to other people, I'm just going to simply forget who I am. It's like as simple as that. Or I'm going to use something else, and I'm not going to discover until five years from now what I'm doing. And then I wake up, and I'm another age, and it's like, where did that time go? Or I'm overusing something, or I'm deep in a character defect, and I don't even know it. The disease has been released from the basement down within me where I usually keep it locked away. And it's infiltrated my operating system, and I don't know, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and I don't know that I'm thinking. And then as my thinking starts to kick up, the mental obsession kicks in, I use something, I trigger the allergy, and there I am off to the races. And it's not a big moral thing that I do that. I just have a disease that that ensures that I will. But this tells me I'm not I'm actually not hopeless. I have to believe that left to my own devices, I can't recover. I can't recover. But I have a process, just like a diabetic has insulin or any other disease. Gosh, what other disease has within its description one paragraph that says you're hopeless, and then a paragraph later, look at all these people who've recovered. My God, we're so lucky. We're so lucky. We have these 12 ideas and, and principles. Time, please. That, thank you. That can guide us into a recovered state. Thanks so much. Have a great day and weekend. Thank you, Cheryl. Okay, Ginger C., you're up. Good morning, Katie. What a long lineup you had. Great job there. Yeah. Uh, this is Ginger C. <laughs> Glad it's not my job. Um, but I am a real compulsive overeater and, wow, not only thrilled to be with you all this morning, but amazed to still be alive. You know, this is fatal in nature. It kills us. And it may not be overnight, but it will get you. And it's permanent and it progresses. And I am so grateful. My only thing that I'm focusing really on, tons of hope in this passage, but let's begin with Bill at his third treatment. This was not overnight for Bill. He had a bottom that was horrific, but he never gave up. And my message is really to the person that's still suffering today right here now on this line, don't give up. Because if we're alive and breathing, there is always hope. And I'm just so grateful because this relapse has been unbelievable pain and torture. I had no idea 
that the bottom could get worse. And believe me, there's a bottom below the bottom that you know today that you think you may never return because you got this all going on. I have such an appreciation for my food addiction like I've never felt before. And I'm willing for the first time to really see step one. I have no choice and no control. And when I got sober six years ago in Virginia Beach, I put the food down because my sponsor said, when in doubt, leave it out. It wasn't my head to heart. I'm a food freak. I'm all about food. And before the relapse even began by stopping doing what was working, the food was slipping in sideways. And my head was convincing me, it's okay. It's a corn tortilla, Ginger. You can have guac and chips with your family as I'm shoveling it into my mouth, but it's corn. It's a vegetable. And then I'm eating these cheese rice crackers because they're rice, and that's okay, too. I can have rice. And then next thing I know, I had a Cheeto, and it just got worse and worse. Mangoes, dried mangoes, eating the whole bath. That's not okay. And this program is all about honesty. And the hardest part for me as a food freak is to really say goodbye. And now I finally have, through all this pain and all this torture and this horrific nightmare, I have said goodbye. I am eating clean and clear, like my life depends on it, on a plate with a fork and knife, not a bag, not a box. And I can't believe it's no only days, but the freedom's already returning just from that beginning and that willingness. But again, this is my life. And I'm missing my life by being in the food. And the thing that's the worst part is that you want to get back and you don't know if you will. So thank you, God, for this moment right here, right now, that I'm with you. And I just pray, pray that God's grace stays with me a day at a time. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger. Okay. Um, if you've just joined us, we are on page um, XXD in the doctor's opinion, the fourth paragraph in the course of his third treatment, reading that one paragraph. And although we value your experience, we ask that you, you share us every third day. So we have time for about four more people who would like to share. Laura S. Chris M. Sarah L. Nancy R. B. Pete, is that Pete? Okay. Well, I have, okay, I have Deborah S., Chris, I'm sorry. I didn't Kelly know. G. Kelly I'm G. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll put you at the end there, Kelly. We may not have time. Okay, Deborah okay. S., Chris, Dara L., Nancy, I'm not sure what initial, Pete B., and Kelly G. So I'm not sure if we'll have time for all of these. Go ahead, please, Deborah S., followed by Chris. Devorah, star one. Yes, here I am. Here I am. Thank you. Good morning, everyone, and thank you all who makes this meeting possible. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New Jersey. And, wow, isn't this the most important part of this program? You know, we find God, we put the food down, we find God, and we right away get work to work with other people. And I love how it's saying it here, right here at the beginning of the doctor's opinion. You know, it doesn't just get right into... Um, you know, the allergy of the body, the, uh, the obsession of the mind, it's telling us in order to keep what we have, we must, we must, it's imperative that we have to tell other people what we do um, who are also, you know, sick and suffering. 
And it's just the opposite of what I was like beforehand, right? It was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have to be there for other people. My natural instinct is to keep it to my, do what I want, keep it to myself and move on and, and not have to exert myself. But that's the beauty of this program. What I get from this program is that I can't do that. I can't because when I do that, I get back into the disease. I isolate and I, I, I close the windows and I, I just I close the shades. And that's my, that's my, that's my, my disease. Really. That's what I did while I was eating. And now with this gift of, of, of this program and this working of the steps, now I have the opportunity to share what I do with other people. And that's what keeps me, um, and that's what keeps me recovered, right? Because, you know, life happens and it's so easy to fall back into that routine of just blocking everybody out and God. Um, it's so easy. But because I have to work this step, the 12th step, and I give up myself to other people and to press star one on the, on the keypad, you know, that is a godly act. You know, giving up myself to other people and expressing myself, you know, it gets me out of myself. And um, you know, I don't know if I'm helping anybody, but I know it helps me. And I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Every day that I have an opportunity that I can get out of myself and be of service and to take a call and, and to make a call to help other people, that is, that is doing God's will. And that's what we need. That's what I need to do is to, to, um, you know, develop that relationship with God and to emulate God's, God's um, characteristics, which is all, you know, giving and loving to others. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Deborah. Okay, Chris, you're up, followed by Dara L., and I did get it wrong. It was actually Bob B, not Keith B. Okay, go ahead, Chris. Star one. Okay, Dara L, are you there? Hi, sorry, can you hear me now? Just Chris? Yes, it's Chris M. Can you hear okay. me? Yes, go ahead, Chris. Okay, thank you so much. Sorry about that. Um, it's Chris M. from Ontario, Canada. Uh, I just felt uh, compelled to share today because this is just another reminder, uh, probably my higher power speaking through this meeting, about the importance of working with others. Um, the past couple of weeks, I've been not feeling well, and, you know, it's I think I've been using that, and I know I've been using it as an excuse to reschedule, you know, times with sponsees and to not make phone calls, and I've missed um, a couple of my regular meetings, and, you know, I have to, I just feel like I need to be honest about the fact that, yes, I haven't been feeling well, I've been struggling with illness since January, but, um, you know, I don't need to fall into self-will. I can rely on my higher power to prop me up and, you know, get me through uh, because sick or not, I need to keep working my program authentically and honestly and 
continue with working with others in the outreach because without that, then I'm going to end up, you know, becoming even more sick spiritually. And I'd rather, you know, work with people when I'm not feeling the greatest and stay spiritually fit. So just a little uh, reminder from my higher power that I felt compelled to share. With that, I pass. Thank you all. Thank you, Chris M. Okay, Dara L., you're up, followed by Nancy. Oh, great. Thanks so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia, and I'm really grateful this morning as I think about my past, you know, 18 different inpatient long-term treatment centers for anorexia and bulimia, and this is my fourth time recovered, which means, you know, the fourth time I've gone through the steps entirely abstinent and begun carrying the message to other people and I by by all means I should be dead and um and some of that is because I never really understood why the must of this program of carrying the message to you know the still suffering compulsive eater and I also think that sometimes you know this is just my opinion but I think sometimes we do a disservice by telling people too early, like, okay, well, you know, you're like, I'm going to give you this recovery thing, but then like, you know, you've got to promise that you're going to be willing to sponsor and, and all of that. And, you know, my experience is, is that when I, whenever I've been in the food and wanting to come out of it um, and wanting to come out of that self-inflicted hell, I've hated myself and I've hated everyone else. And I've felt so lonely and different and distant and terminally unique. And then as I walk this path of recovery, you know, entirely abstinent and, and I see God and I have an authentic experience and I get to know what it is to love, you know, then I start to really want to bring that to other people. And today, the way I know that I'm not fear, uh, fit spiritually is when I don't want to take a phone call from my sponsees, when I'm annoyed, you know, by this whole business of carrying the message to someone who's sick and, and, and suffering. But, you know, I, what I believe about my own personal path to recovery is that it teaches me to become the woman that God wants me to be. And it teaches me how to love in a way that I'm incapable of doing when I'm in the disease, whether, and I mean that whether I'm abstinent or not, when I'm just mentally or emotionally in the disease, I cannot love. Um, and today, you know, as I grow more and more to be like my higher power in moments, because I'm so human and so broken and so frail and so faulty. But there are these moments when I get to feel the love of God flow through me. And, and that really, for me, only happens when I'm working with another compulsive eater or when I'm being of service or when I'm, you know, when I'm doing what God built me to do, which is to love myself and to love others and to love God. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think, you know, it, it, yeah, it's a must, it's a necessity, but for me, it's also the thing that gives meaning and substance to my recovery and keeps it from being stagnant and keeps me from hating myself, which is, Really, you know, of course, I tried to commit suicide with food when I hated myself, you know, and of course, I you know, committed homicide with my character defects when I hated other people. Um, so anyways, really glad to be here and I'll pass. Dara, okay, Nancy, you're up, followed by Bob C. Good morning, it's Nancy R. from uh, Northwest Illinois. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh so grateful to be on the call this morning and to um, hear all of um, you and what you have to share. Um, 
So in my book, I have must underlined and circled um, because what I've <clears throat> learned um, is since um, uh, being a part of the Vision for You meetings and working the big book as a um, textbook is that there are a lot of musts in here. And, um, you know, I've heard over the years that, um, you know, take what you want and leave the rest. And what I've heard since joining all of you is um, that you can take what you want and leave the rest, you know, of people's opinions. But in the in the big book, there are a lot of musts. And one of them is right here in this paragraph. We must work with others. And um, thank goodness or else um, all of uh, you recovered people wouldn't be here. And, um, you know, I've uh, worked the 12 steps um, through the big book with a recovered sponsor. Um, I started working on last um, November. And, um, you know, in February, I... I started working with other people, and um, here it is, almost the end of March, and um, I'm living my life very differently uh, than I was, even in previous um, times of uh, of, uh, of recovery, of uh, having put the food down and 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 knowing uh, my higher power. Um, this um, I've learned how to just keep really close, and I've had the willingness to do the work, which was the big thing. I just did not want to continue to do the work. I, and, um, and you know, it is um, joyful doing the work. Um, it was just my disease thinking. I was so stuck in it. I made it so awful. And, you know, doing the work is, um, is, is good. It's, you know, like it, it gives me my life today. Uh, I have life outside of food today because of, um, uh, living this program, so um, I'm very feeling very thankful this morning. Thanks. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Nancy. Okay, let's see. I'm um, I'm sorry, but um, Bob, you have one minute. Uh, thank you, Bob B. from Westchester, recovering compulsive overeater. Um, I just will share briefly that uh, for any newcomers, please find a sponsor when you come in. It took me 15 years to get a sponsor. Uh, also, I did not do service above the group level for 15 years. I got a very good, strong sponsor, and giving service uh, is not a option. It's a requirement to keep my recovery. Um, and the, the message that I got from my higher power, whom I call God, was one simple thing to do. Take the love that he gives me and pass it on to others. And by doing service and connecting with others in the program, that's what helps me stay recovered. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Bob. And I'm sorry, um, Kelly G., if you could hang out for the second hour, you could share there. Okay. Um, where are we? Thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, March 25th, 7 a.m. meeting is 18,736. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Betsy G. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Can you hear me? Yes. 
Okay. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will certainly and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.